You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 96. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenbloom. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through those urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. So if you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that a lot of you dread, and it's all about the food journal based on a letter from a listener. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a coaching group that helps you pursue your goals of eliminating emotional eating, losing that extra weight, and bringing more happiness into your life. In the Freedom Group, we use my unique Eat, Think, Love program with me as your coach and a beautiful group of women just like you for support and accountability. Be sure to check the show notes when we're finished for more information about the Freedom Group and the Eat, Think, Love program that we use to create freedom from the whole eating and weight problem. Now, let's get started with today's coaching session. Here's what we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about how a food journal can help you lose weight and how to use it the right way. So what is a food journal and how does it work? And why, if you're anything like many of my other listeners and clients, you might be one of those people that rebels against doing a food journal, rebels against keeping it in any way at all. But then I'm going to talk to you about a new way to do it, a new way to keep a journal and why, and how to move ahead with this idea. And of course, we're going to have an action step for your week to come. One more thing before we dive in, and that is... My podcast study guide is coming out very soon, so be sure to listen to the end of this session if you'd like to learn more and get on my list to be one of the lucky 10 people who will win a free copy of Volume 1 Podcast Study Guide from Weight Loss Made Real. So let's jump in. Firstly, this came from a letter from a listener, and he wrote, Can you tell me the proper way to use a food journal? Now, food journals have been around since the beginning of time. Many diets use food journals. Weight Watchers encourages a food journal. Lots of people will tell you to write down what you eat. The old school way is to track calories or track carbs or fat or points or macronutrients. And the old way shows you that you're either doing it right or wrong. And that's easy to interpret as you're either good or bad. So that's the old way of keeping a food journal, writing down everything you eat and quantifying it and qualifying it. The way that I use a food journal in my Eat, Think, Love program is totally different because what it's helping you do is eat more like a natural eater eats. And how does a natural eater eat? Well, they eat when they're a little hungry and they stop when they're a little full. Most of us are not well connected to our hunger or our fullness. We're used to eating too little 
because we're trying to lose weight or we're dealing with an emotional issue and instead of dealing with it directly with how we think or feel, we use food to just soothe over whatever's bothering us. So that's the unnatural way of eating. And if we want to eat more like a natural eater from hunger and fullness, then I use the food journal in my program and in my freedom group to help you see where you are now and to help you see what you're eating. Is it mostly helpful food or not? Are you eating when you're hungry or are you eating before you're hungry? Now, the difference between the old school way and my way is that the old way tries to help you be perfect on a plan. The new way of looking at the food journal is simply neutral, that it's just a way to collect data. It's just a way to collect the facts of what's going on for you and what you're doing, and it helps you plan how you're going to eat, how you want to eat. So if a food journal is merely to collect data, why do so many of us hate them and rebel against them? And sometimes when I'm doing a consultation to work with a private client, one of their first questions to me will be, do I have to keep a food journal? 30% of my clients do keep a journal and like to know exactly what they're doing, but probably 70% do not. I encourage a lot of people in the very beginning to do it because it gives us a starting point, but I do not push anybody to have to do it. Why do we rebel against it? Well, it brings us back to the old memories of that diet mindset when we are either being good or bad. And that can feel really punishing because if you're not doing something perfectly, it makes you want to quit. If you eat something that you didn't plan to eat, that's not on your list of things that you think you should be eating if you were on a diet, and you look at your food journal, firstly, you may not even want to write it down. But if you do, it's like evidence staring you in the face that you're failing, you're not doing well, and what's the point of continuing? You might as well quit. And it puts your focus on doing things perfectly. And you and I both know that doing things perfectly is not really a human trait. And it leads us to black and white thinking, which is not effective in trying to change thoughts and change what you do, change your eating and change habits. It helps to be flexible. It helps to look at what you're doing, see where you want to go and see what's in the middle. But when we approach a food journal from that old diet mentality, it brings up all these things in us that make us feel bad about ourselves because we think right from the very beginning that this is hard, we can't do it, and there's a lot of shame. A lot of shame around eating something you didn't plan on eating and then feeling like you have to write it down, even if you're the only one who sees it. Isn't that funny? So let's look at the new way of approaching keeping track of what you're eating. And if you could think of a better term than food journal, be my guest. You're really just tracking your food. When would you use a food journal or a food tracker in this new way that we're talking about to help you get yourself to eat like a natural eater? 
It could be in the very beginning, when you're beginning to focus on a program and getting yourself to eat in a different way, that if you write down what's going on for you and what you've been eating and whether you've been hungry or not, and whether you're too full when you stop, that this helps you see where you are. And it helps you define your starting place and it helps you see what you want to work on. Is it starting too soon? Is it finishing eating too late? Is it snacking and grazing a lot during the day? Is it the types of foods that you want to change? Are you finding yourself that you're eating more snacky type foods more than real meals? In those ways, writing down what you eat can really be helpful. Or let's say that you've been successful to a certain point, but you still have more to go in making progress. And you may reach a level that you stay at for a while. I call this transitioning to the next level. You might call it being at a plateau, but you're trying everything you can to get to that next level of losing weight and nothing seems to work. This is when tracking what you're eating and when you're eating it can help you see something that maybe your memory can't. Remember that our memories can deceive us. And many, many people, when you're writing down, trying to remember what you did during a day after the fact, at the end of the day, most of us recall that we ate a lot less than we actually did. And we probably guess that we moved our bodies more than we actually did. So when you write it down, it helps you be honest with yourself. Why do it at all? Because it helps you play detective. It helps you isolate the problem and face your truth of where you are and what you're doing. The way that I want you to approach tracking your food in whatever form you want, and later on I'll tell you about the type of form that I use, but I want you to approach it with curiosity. I want you to approach it with compassion and I want you to leave the judgment out of it because all we're doing is collecting data and data is always neutral until you decide to give it meaning. So as you're collecting and writing down what you eat, remember, no one's going to see it. And even my clients who do it and send it to me, there's never judgment from me. So I want you to stop judging yourself. Whatever you did, whatever you ate is what you ate. It's simply a fact. But if you want to make changes in what you're eating, then you need to see where you're starting from. So let's take a little bit, a look at how to move ahead. If you decide that you're willing to give this a try. So first decide, decide whether it's something you want to do or not. But I want you to know what your reasons are either way. If you decide that you want to keep track of your eating and start some type of a journal, I want you to know what you hope to get out of it and why you're doing it and feel good about it and approach it in that neutral way. So I want you to collect the facts objectively. If you decide this is not for me, Cookie, you've had better ideas, I don't want to do this. It brings up a lot of anxiety for me. 
I want you to be honest and dig a little bit into those reasons. Why does it make you anxious? What are you thinking? What are you telling yourself about your eating that must be a certain way if you're going to write it down? Because if that's what you're thinking, I want you to remember those feelings of anxiety come from what you're thinking. They don't come from a food journal. They don't come from the act of writing down what you eat. So decide yes or no and like your reasons. And remember, even if you decide that this is something you want to give it a shot and give it a try, you don't have to do this forever. I'm going to give you a suggestion about how to do it, but you can do it for as long or as short as you like. When you start writing things down, one of the benefits is that you're going to see the gap between where you are and the way you're eating and where you want to be eating, the way you want to be eating. That way, you're going to see what's missing in the middle. You're going to be able to see what needs to happen to close that gap. And then what you'll be able to do is be really specific because what most people do is lump everything together. If you're not doing well in one area, many, many people lump it all together and consider it one big fail. And writing things down show you that that's not true. It will show you exactly what's going on. So after you write it down, you're going to evaluate what I'm talking about. What is going right, what's going well, and what is not. As you do it for a period of time, whether it's two days or two weeks or two months, it's really going to give you feedback to the reality of what you're doing. And it will show you what's revealed, and then you'll know exactly what to work on. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I advise you to do this in our focus for the week. Here's what I want you to think about going forward. I want you to just try it for two to three days. I want you to keep any form of a journal writing down what you ate. So take one piece of paper for each day, and on that day, your goal is to put on your detective hat and start looking at this. I don't want you to weigh anything, count anything, or measure anything at all. I want you to write down what time of day you ate and what your hunger level was when you started eating. I will put a link in the show notes to the podcast that gives you instruction on how to figure out your level of hunger and your level of fullness. So what time it was, what was your hunger level before you ate, what did you then eat, and what is your hunger level after? So you can see that I'm much more interested in what I would focus on with you and what I want you to focus on with yourself. And that is, are you eating when you're not hungry or are you eating continuing to eat when you're reaching fullness, physical hunger and physical fullness? This does not really apply to emotional eating because with emotional eating, usually you're not hungry or you're hungry when you start and then you keep going because you're thinking about something that's stimulating your brain, not in a good way. After you keep track for two or three days, I want you to do a little evaluation. 
and see where the problem is. You can do this. You can take the data that you've created and you can, with everything you're learning in our sessions, you can determine where is the problem? Is it in the beginning when you start eating or is it the end when you're eating beyond full? You also can then, in a very general way, look at the quality of what you're eating, the content of what you're eating. Is it mostly foods that are helpful for you, that make you feel good and give you energy and give you the ability to stop and don't make you crave more? Or is it mostly processed stuff that does make it hard to stop? So look at how do you feel when you start? How do you feel when you stop physically? And what is the quality? What is the content of what you're eating? And by the way, this will also help you pinpoint any emotional eating that you're doing. Because if you're starting to eat without hunger and you see that over and over again in your journal, you also could jot down what was going on for you at the time that you decided to eat without hunger. From this information, even for just two or three days, you will be able to see exactly what you need to work on so you can create a very specific plan for yourself, not just to lose weight, but focused on what you need to do to get there. I want you to focus on the actions you have to take, the things you need to pay attention to. That's what you have control over, the steps you need to take. The weight loss will come, but we can't control when or how fast. So the food journal helps you keep track of those steps, the specific things you're doing in the specific way you're doing them, and it will help you be honest and see where the gap is, where the problem is. I would love to hear from you. If you've used the food journal for two or three days, I'd love to hear how you did and what thoughts it brought up and what it made you aware of that you were not previously aware, or maybe it confirms something that you already know. But now let's deal with it. So if you have a moment, send me an email, let me know how you did with this experience. Now that's it for this subject of food journals and why we should use them and how they actually could help in our coaching session today. You do know what you're going to think about and focus on this week. Before you go, I want to make sure that I've told you what I promised you about my newest creation. For those of you who are loving and benefiting from these podcast coaching sessions, I have created a study guide that includes all the podcasts from our first year, from episodes one to episode 52. In this comprehensive guide, I have detailed all my personal notes for each episode, and there's room for you to take notes of your own. So you can remember what you want to focus on from each session as you're listening. And there's a link that you can click on for each podcast. You can use it on your computer, or you can have it printed and bound if you prefer to write on paper. But it will help you go to exactly what you need to hear and not scroll through over a hundred podcasts trying to find the one that you want. And finally, I have grouped the podcast together for you by subject. So if you need to hear and learn about habits or self-care or how to deal with your moods, you can go to that collection of podcasts and take yourself through a mini course on that subject. 
If you think this will be as helpful to you as I know it can, then check out the show notes so you can learn more about how to get your own copy of the Weight Loss Made Real podcast study guide. I do hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and your binge eating step by step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real just like you. And I will see you next week.